0: Welcome to In the Weeds, a podcast dedicated to discussing everything to do with food sustainability and urban agriculture. Indoor growing, food insecurity, resource consumption, and anything else we think is exciting or important. I'm your host, Avery Parkinson. This podcast is supported by Just Vertical, a Canadian hydroponics company that designs indoor gardens in order to provide people with fresh and healthy produce all year round. In particular, Just Vertical has two hydroponics units called the AVA and the EVE. Today we're going to be speaking with Just Vertical co-founders Kevin and Connor about these two units, what the motivation behind them was, the design process, and consumer resonance. A plant scientist and chemist by training, Kevin has previously worked with the Oxford County Health Department, screening water for potential contaminants, and as an educator with First Nations Cree in northern Quebec. Can you talk a bit about your story of founding Just Vertical?
1: For me, it was, uh, I finished uh, an undergraduate degree uh, in Waterloo, and uh, before I started my master's degree at University of Toronto, I had some about eight months to before the program started and to move to Toronto but I needed to make money at the same time but I also wanted to travel so uh, it, it was you know both those things don't really align a lot of the times but luckily I, I had a, I had a friend who started a non nonprofit um, and it was teaching indigenous youth in northern Canada so kind of checked off the box for for work for travel and uh, you know experience, uh, of a lifetime, essentially. Uh, so I did move to the, the Arctic. Uh, I guess the low Arctic in northern Quebec and Nunavut, where I taught math and science to grade ten and eleven Indigenous youth. Um, I'm not a teacher by trade by any means, but I had a science degree, so that um, so I could at least teach that those aspects of that. So um, there, I you, I really saw the impacts of food security or food insecurity, for that matter. Um, the quality of food, the abundance of food, the price on food um, was very high. For example, I always like to consider myself a banana morning guy every day. And uh, bananas are few and far between when they get there. They're already brown and mushy, but they're about $1 to $2 per banana. Uh, were there, So it's quite expensive to put in context. two-liter jug of orange juice was $30. A frozen pizza was $40. So, um So it's quite expensive, but on the other side of things, the things that remain the same price in Toronto or Ottawa would be a bag of chips and a can of Coke. And that's where you see a lot of health-related issues come apart, because when you have families that are trying to feed their families, and uh, all they can afford to feed everyone is something that's cheap, and the only thing that's cheap is unhealthy food. You have health issues like diabetes, heart disease, obesity, so on and so forth, that really affect communities negatively. So it got me thinking. Matt met Connor at the University of Toronto. Um, and he can tell you his side of that portion of the story. But uh, uh, I did my master's research in the Northwest Territories, the other side of the Canadian Arctic, where I actually used remote sensing technological sensors and equipment to grow food in Northwest Territories, um, where primarily you don't really grow food or let or grow food for that long of periods of time, um, and really assess the environment there. So we took these technologies, um, and we made our own business plan in our in a capstone project at the University of Toronto, um, blended uh, existing technology in our own business model and plant science and Started just vertical, uh. And then we on we went on from there to yeah. build our own products, grow our own business, grow the team, um. And that's how it kind of generally started. It was it was more a project. I never thought to be an entrepreneur. I never and th- kn- that never really crossed my mind. Uh, uh our uh our uh, master's supervisor, he actually donated five thousand dollars of his own money to get us started. He said, you know, um, is I really believe in you guys, and I uh, I think this is uh. The right way to go. I don't. I don't think there's too many other too many professors out there that would actually do that. So, I was. that was great.
0: Just vertical's goal is in part to eradicate and help eradicate food security. Can you elaborate on what this means and how designing indoor gardens are meant to fill this need?
1: Yeah. So first off, uh, eradicating food secure or food insecurity is. Uh, Extremely difficult, something that we could not do on our own. (laughs) But that is clear. Our goal is to be a complement to the combination of solutions that could remediate, mitigate, or hopefully eliminate food insecurity. Um, Our solution is, again, a complement to it. So we want to enable anyone that doesn't have that much money to have their own commercial outdoor farm. To be to have a sustainable mindset, an environmentally friendly mindset, to grow in their own home all year round, and eventually scale that that education, that way of thinking, that growing to expanding that into their their own outdoor garden, indoor gardens, expanding that that way. So it's a it's a tool for uh, a tool and a stepping stone to help the greater good. Of all the companies in the space, indoor, or outdoor, to get to that that same, reach that same milestone, essentially.
0: Can you talk about the process of designing, testing, and producing the Ava in relation to meeting Just Verticals' goals as a company? What about the Eve as well?
1: Yeah, of course. So it's, it's the same kind of design process for us. Uh, the Ava was a lot, took a lot longer. It was our first one. We were in a lab at U of T um, during an incub- like in our incubator uh, startup incubator time there um, at the Impact Center, and we uh, made foam cutouts and you know, wooden mock-ups and then designed it on CAD and 3D, 2D software platforms, and and then from there we um, uh, we made a hard copy. Um, of it uh, essentially a skeleton version of it that didn't work, and then we put the guts into it. and we did a lot of testing. We went to a lot of trade shows. We did uh, a lot of in-house testing um, of portions of the product and then we went to trade shows to see if there's customer, I guess overall market fit for it. see if people wanted it and liked it and what they hated about it and uh, iterate and make it better that way. Uh, eventually we commercialized it and then we made the Eve because we knew the process. It was a lot more seamless because we made existing technology, some of our patent portion of it that is translatable into the Eve. It also is translatable into these bigger farms that I've been talking about as well. And and that way we can also uh, make future products down the road um, that would actually follow the same kind of design mapping mindset. So taking, industrial design and furniture and beautiful aesthetics into play of using hydroponics and uh uh, efficient indoor farming techniques and merging into one thing
0: what were the main lessons about design or functionality that were learned after producing these two models will these be translated into any future models if you're you know free to disclose that
1: uh yeah there's a lot of mistakes along the way there's no doubt about it there's uh uh, a lot of things uh, uh, looking back now that why'd we do it that way but uh, that's through the, the learning experience of it all um, it, it, any any component of it if it's if it was the plumbing or drainage to the lighting to the the pod the plant pods and the, just the overall aesthetics um, learning about industrial design concepts of the way contours and lines should line up to the distance the the scientific distance of how far. The, the light should be away from the plant pod without compromising different plant stages and growth stages of it. There's a lot of trade-offs that we had to put into it. A lot of a lot of things that we have to also come to terms with is not it's not for everyone. Not everyone's going to like it, unfortunately. You want everyone to like it, but you can't design for everyone. And, and then it's just designed for the people that are our target market. And that's one of the biggest hurdles is Coming to terms with things not working from the start, or issues with certain things, or some people saying this is not for me because because you know, you you baby it for so long and you really want it to work, and the reality of it all is it's not meant for everyone. But once you get to that certain point, point you're like this, we have it. This is exactly where we want to stop tweaking and fiddling with it, and you're happy with it, and then it kind of grows from there because. It's that confidence of that of that product. Um, so, I, in terms of in terms of the learning processes, it's it, it's everything. It's everything from how things are put together to how things are um, sourced to how things are, in terms of like the financial side of sourcing materials, the trade off that in terms of color, different shades. There's there's a lot to it. That um, yeah yeah. If I didn't know. When we designed the Eve back at the Ava, yeah, it would save us a lot of time back there. But
0: <laughs> were there anything um, you noticed in terms of feedback um, from your target audience?
1: Yeah, for sure. The, the biggest thing is design was uh, they liked the fact that one it didn't look like anything else on the on the on the market. They liked the fact the fact that it had like a wooden cabinet that integrated into their home very seamlessly. They liked the fact that it wasn't on a countertop because a lot of people have a lot of things on their countertop that they necessarily don't have any more room for another thing on their countertop. Um, in terms of the functionality, they liked the fact that it watered itself. They liked the fact that it has its own lighting. A lot of people said, well, I'll have a window for it. So, okay, well, I won't be able to get it. Like, well, no, you actually don't need a window. You can put it in your basement with, or in a closet or in the attic with no with no means of light and it's still it's going to work perfectly. So um, those, in terms of user function issues or, or user functionality, I guess for that point, um, that, those are the biggest wins there um, is making things just easier for people, but also not eliminating all the work. A lot of people still want it, not necessarily again, want to get their hands dirty, but they don't want to feel like they are rewarded for some of the work they put into it. So... Um, It's easier than doing standard gardening, there's no doubt about it.
0: That was Kevin, one of the Just Vertical founders. We also spoke with his co founder, Connor. Connor has worked in the not for profit sector as well as tackling sustainability and innovation challenges in the agricultural industry. Throughout his career, Connor was recognized for his work as a Clean 50 Emerging Leader and a Top 30 Under 30 Sustainability and Human Rights Leader. So we had asked Kevin the same question, but can you talk a little bit about your story to founding Just Vertical?
2: The the seed of the idea started for me, I was working uh, for one of the largest agricultural companies in the world, and part of my job was talking to people in cities across Canada. And one of the things I heard over and over again was people saying, you know, I wish I could grow my own food, I, I really want to change the way food's grown, I feel like the agricultural system, the big guys aren't listening to me, and... At the same time, Kevin was working in the Arctic. We were friends at the time. Uh, he was doing research on how to grow food up there. And I told him about what these people were saying. And He said, you know, the technology exists to grow food anywhere. If I can grow it here in the permafrost, people can grow it in their condos. Just no one's leveraged it properly yet. And that's how we started. And it, uh, the idea kind of blossomed from there, from a, an academic project to a full-fledged company.
0: Just Vertical wants to be part of the solution to food insecurity, and there are a number of nonprofits dedicated to doing the same. Why did you choose the commercial route?
2: Mhm. So, I worked in uh, charity for uh, about 3 years in the in the sustainability and the environmental law space. And you get it's incredible the work the people that work behind the scenes on these nonprofits, these charities, incredibly passionate. Uh, and smart people. But the one thing I saw is that they were constantly facing roadblocks of not having capital, not being able to to do X, Y, and Z to make a difference. And, you know, whether people like it or not, uh, we are living in in a world where, unfortunately, money does make things happen. So our approach was, how can we do good and do well as a company at the same time? And, you know, as an individual, I can't bring down the capitalist system. So... You know, if I'm playing within the rules, how can I make as much of a difference as possible uh, while doing that? So that's why we've always worked to integrate sustainability into the company and making that the the core piece of, you know, every time we sell another system, not only are are we making money, which in turn helps us sell more systems, but we're also making a sustainability impact at the same time.
0: During the process of designing the ABA and the EVE, were there any lessons you learned about what makes an effective hydroponics unit?
2: Yeah, we we learned a ton along the way. There was a lot of late nights trying to build these things. I like to say I, I barely knew how to use a drill before I started this company and ended up running a, a woodworking shop. So yeah, lot, lots learned along the way. And I mean, specifically from a company point of view and a customer experience point of view it was we found it was very important to try and delight customers in little ways and uh, try and make them feel the magic of the system so for us that's why we tried to hide away as much as we can the, the electrical and the pipes and everything so with our system it actually looks like these plants are just growing out of the walls of it and you can't see anything going on in the background it seems like a little magic black box there.
0: What has consumer response to the Ava and Eve been like, and what are some of the things that, you know, your clients have particularly enjoyed about these two models?
2: Yeah, for sure. So as we've gone through it, we've used customer feedback to kind of guide some changes that we've made, Uh, you know, from the very first one we built to the ones we're building today, it's incredible the the difference, the changes uh, we've made. At the end of the day, a lot of the customers, what they say is, you know, they love the plants. They're, they're in it for the plants and they love the form factor, the way it fits into their home. Uh, that, you know, you've got, we've evolved from the plants being in the pot and the windowsill to uh, people. I've seen one in somebody's basement and they're like, you know, it was dark, it was dreary down here. And being able to bring in this, this light and the greenery not only makes a difference to the decor, but, you know, to their day to day living that it really does spark joy in some people having the, that greenery and those plants around.
0: You mentioned that you sell seeds along with the units. Do you think the fact that, you know, you sell seeds affects the growing experience?
2: Yeah, for sure. For us, it's all about lowering that barrier to entry, right? We want to make sure anybody can do this and we can answer all their questions for them. So, you know, you order a unit and it comes with that starter kit so you can figure out how it works, how how to grow and... Uh, from there we really see people start to gain confidence in their ability to grow and they start to kind of branch out try new things and we carry a lot of seeds that you can't get a lot of food you can't get at the grocery store one of my favorites is uh, wasabi arugula looks like arugula but you bite into it and it hits you with the flavor of wasabi really really cool things like that that people just have no idea exists
0: Earlier this year, you launched in the United States. How has your experience with that been so far?
2: Yeah, we just launched in the U.S. this year. Uh, it's been incredible to to actually see us going from when we started. We just delivered locally within Toronto. It was me and Kevin delivering all these by hand uh, in a truck. To to see that we're shipping across you know Canada and the U.S. now uh, has been incredible, and you know really happy with the uh, uptake there and. You know it's intimidating it's a market 10 times the size of canada so uh you know little different expectations down there but it's it's been great and you know proud to say we've got uh americans across the country now growing uh with our systems
0: what's next for just vertical
2: i mean at the end of the day our vision for this is we want everyone to be able to grow their own food at home we know with just the Eve and the Eve, that's that's not possible, you know. So it's about rolling out design options so that it fits into everybody's homes. It's about rolling out uh, different pricing options, units, some smaller units, cheaper units. We want to make this affordable and accessible uh, to everyone, right? That goes back to us talking about cost being a big thing. Is How can we overcome that? Can we set it up so that people are growing and paying less than they would on their grocery bills, that they can say start saving on their on their grocery bill from day one through payment plans. Uh, that that's our vision it is getting as many people growing as possible.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. If you're interested in learning more about just vertical and our work, follow us at just vertical on Twitter just.vertical on Instagram or visit our website www.justvertical.com. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be discussing more about urban agriculture, food sustainability, or really anything else important or exciting that we feel like talking about.